Hello and welcome to episode number 107 of AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast coming to you from Searcy, Arkansas. I'm your host, Aaron Vaughn. This is the show where we rip open a wax pack every week and discuss that year and brand of card along with the players in the pack that we open. Along the way, we'll shout out some of your comments as listeners, discuss nostalgic stories about cards or players that come to mind, and spread the pure joy that comes with ripping open wax packs. Also, we'll have a weekly segment called Kurt Facts, where my brother Curtis researches some players from the previous episode and shares those interesting facts on with y'all. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and most podcast platforms. New episodes drop every Thursday. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the part of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. We're always looking to promote veterans' charities. So please contact us through any one of the outlets I just mentioned, and we'd be happy to discuss a partnership to help veterans and their families in any way that we can, or just help you um, know the best way to help them out. Uh, also, please give a listen to our sister podcast, CVs Tend to Check Out. It's a music podcast produced by Curtis and me that comes out once a month, sharing the joy of music and hoping to help listeners discover unfamiliar bands or songs they might want to look further into. Check it out right after you listen to this podcast and like, review, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Remember, for both podcasts, if you like, comment, subscribe, review, any of that stuff, you'll get your name put into a drawing for free prizes uh, each episode. For AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast, you'll receive cards from the podcast and free wax packs. For CV's Tend to Check Out, you'll receive some kind of prize that has to do with music. So join in on the fun. Um, also, something new is um, if you want any of your um, wax packs that you have or any uh, ideas you have, uh, for something for um, AB's Ripping Wax Packs, if you want to send to my address, 149 Emerald Lake Drive in Searcy, Arkansas, 72143, um, we would open um, whatever packs you want opened on uh, on air. Hopefully it's something that we haven't um, done an episode on, but uh, feel free to send those to us and we'll rip them on air and we'll say your name if you want us to and um, get your name out there if you want it. Uh, we'd appreciate that. Uh, today we will be discussing 1993 Upper Deck. Um, I actually have, there's a couple series in this set, um, and we have a series two pack. Uh, so we'll be opening that in a little bit after we talk about it. Uh, so a little bit about the description of 1993 Upper Deck. Um, and we'll get to Kurt Facts in a little bit, but we're going to do the description first today. 1993 Upper Deck is an 840-card set, huge set, released in two series of 420 cards. Considered by many to be Upper Deck's best design set ever, it was also the largest Upper Deck set to date, a title um, it would hold until 2006. Special subsets featured um, include star rookies, community heroes, and American League teammates, top prospects inside the numbers, and National League team stars, award winners, and diamond debuts. Derek Jeter is the only notable rookie card in this set, and I was looking through it. I, that was about the only one that I saw that I would really want to collect. Um, there are a lot of Hall of Famers still. Uh, we're always looking for those, and we just love busting open packs. Um, but we actually do have a Series 2 pack, so we could get a Jeter rookie. Uh, it's in the second series, I believe. Uh, the Hobby uh, Retail Wax distribution was 36 packs per box, 15 cards per pack. Hobby Retail Jumbo, 20 packs per box, 27 cards per pack, and there were factory sets also. Um, they did have some di different in, uh, ratio, uh, inserts, and it gives you the ratios online. You can see those. Um, they have base cards, obviously, SP5, um, Willie Mays Baseball Heroes, Triple Crown Contenders, 
contenders then and now cards home run heroes the walter loose collection um that was series one then there's some reggie jackson's clutch performers in series two um sp6 future heroes on deck then and nows uh, so all types of inserts in this one we're getting closer to the era of those inserts but this was towards the beginning of that this was 1993 so we're gonna try to find a jeter rookie but we just love to open these packs so uh, check it out on youtube um and um we will uh, let you know when we're going to get there. But first, before we bust open the pack, we're going to go ahead and send it over to Curtis. And he's going to um, tell us all about his Kurt facts for the week. Take it away, Curtis. All right. It's time for another exciting edition of Kurt facts. Uh, this is from episode 106, uh, the 1991 Tops um, pack that was ripped for episode 106. Uh, the throwback player this week is Don Drysdale. Uh, he was a right-handed pitcher who played for the Los Angeles slash Brooklyn Dodgers for his entire career from 1956 to 1961. He teamed with Sandy Koufax to form one of the most dominant pitching duos in Major League history. <clears throat> he holds the Major League record with six consecutive complete game shutouts going 58 and two-third innings without giving up a run. Nicknamed Big D for his six foot five frame, he was known for throwing inside and even at hitters to move them off the plate, and also threw sidearms sometimes to keep hitters off balance. His 154 hit batsmen is 20, 20th all time. A nine time All Star, three time World Series champion who was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1984, he compiled career stats of 209 wins, which is 150 first all-time, 166 losses, a 2.95 ERA, and 2,486 strikeouts, which is 41st all-time. He even hit 29 homers in his career, which is sixth all-time for pitchers, often being used as a pinch hitter, and in 1965, he batted 300 and hit seven homers for the season. In 1962, he won the Cy Young Award by leading the league with 25 wins and striking out 251 batters. As far as players that were actually pulled from the 1991 Tops pack, uh, Dale Murphy was pulled, and he is a former outfielder who played 18 seasons, 1976 to 1993, most notably for the Braves. I remember him in the early 80s being one of the most feared hitters in the NL. Our Pappy Quinn, who lived in Alabama, was a big Braves fan, and so when we visited him, we would watch a lot of Braves games, and I got to know Murphy well. He started off as a catcher and play, also played some first base, but it wasn't until 1982 when he moved to the center field that he began his stint of winning five straight gold gloves. He is one of only four outfielders in Major League Baseball history to win consecutive MVPs when he won in... 1982 and 1983, and in 1983 he also joined the 30 Homer 30 Steals Club. Showing great durability, he had a streak of 740 consecutive games played, which is 13th longest in the Major League history. A seven-time All-Star who led the NL in homers twice and ribbies twice, he combined career stats of a 265 batting average, 1,197 runs scored, which is 181st all-time, 2,111 hits, which is 225th all-time, 398 homers, which is 60th all-time, 
and 1,266 ribbies, which is 132nd all-time. Off the field, he was known as a devout Christian who worked closely with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, the March of Dimes, and the American Heart Association while receiving such integrity character sportsmanship honors as the Lou Gehrig Memorial Award, the Sportsman of the Year Award, the Roberto Clemente Award, and the Bart Giamonte Community Service Award. And in 1991, he was inducted into the World Sports Humanitarian Hall of Fame. As Aaron had mentioned that he was uh, that he thought he might be in the Hall of Fame, he is not in the Hall of Fame, but many believe he should be. But because he got a late start to his greatness, he had five seasons of mediocrity before finally coming into his own. And then he had a quick and major decline. By 1990, he saw a deep drop in his hitting stats. Some say only having nine to ten truly great years is not long enough to be a Hall of Famer. Some also say that because his numbers came right before the stat explosion of the steroid era, he has somewhat been forgotten. It is sad to me that a player known for his clean living and great character and integrity, along with 10 straight years of tremendous hitting and defensive stats, is not considered by the writers to be Hall of Fame worthy, while the Hall is full of players that were known for being terrible human beings off the field. But that's just my opinion. Gary Sheffield was also pulled, and he's a former outfielder who played in the majors from 1988 to 2009 with the Brewers, Padres, Marlins, Dodgers, Braves, Yankees, Tigers, and Mets. He is the only player in Major League history to record 100 ribbies seasons for five different teams. Despite being a big power hitter, he only topped 80 strikeouts twice in 22 seasons. He even stole 20 bases and hit 20 homers as a 38-year-old, showing his tremendous athleticism. A nine-time All-Star who won a World Series championship with the Marlins in 1997, he compiled career stats of a .292 batting average, 1,636 runs scored, which is 38th all-time, 2,689 hits, which is 70th all-time, 467 doubles, which is 94th all-time, 509 homers, which is 26th all-time, and 1,676 ribbies, which is 30th all-time. Unfortunately, he was known as a difficult player to get along with, who had many run-ins with the law and seemed to care more about getting paid than being a good teammate. And so he has not gotten much support for the Hall of Fame, even with these tremendous stats. He also was named in the Mitchell Report for possible steroid use. Also, uh, Benito Santiago was pulled, and I had already done a bit on him, so I just wanted to respond to Aaron's comments about me and Benito looking alike. I think this probably had more to do with uh, my cheesy mustache that I wore in the late 80s that Santiago also had, and the fact that I had a mullet haircut and long curly hair in the back that was much like Santiago's. Santiago did have some, um, some solid years, hitting 217 career homers and driving in 920 ribbies while being known as an outstanding defensive catcher, winning three gold gloves as a catcher. And finally, Pat Borders was pulled, and uh, 
Aaron had mentioned that he thought he had some claim to fame in the World Series, and that's correct. He He's a former catcher who, who compiled career stats of 253 batting average with 69 homers and 346 ribbies in his 17-year career. But his claim to fame, as Aaron had mentioned, is that he won the World Series MVP in 1992 when he hit 450, leading the Blue Jays to the World Series win. He is also one of only five players to have won a World Series and an Olympic gold medal. So that's it for now. We'll talk to you next time. All right, Kurt. Thanks for those amazing Kurt facts. We always appreciate that. Everybody loves you, Curtis. And now we're going to go over and bust our 1993 Upper Deck Series 2-pack on YouTube. So go over to YouTube while you listen. Here's our 1993 Upper Deck pack. Going to go ahead and bust it open. It's blue. It's a series two, um, got some orange or uh, yeah, I don't know. It looks like yellow and green with the upper deck symbol in the middle. It says 1993 Major League Baseball League hobby only. 1993 upper deck series two, 15 baseball cards per pack. Each card is holographically enhanced. Look for special inserts. There's different inserts written on there. Gonna open that up. These are made pretty well. It doesn't seem like they're stuck together too badly, so that's good. All right, so here's our first card. They're not all in the right order. Look like they're in pretty decent shape. This is Phil Hyatt. Looks like these have no border. It's like a photo card. They're starting to come out with these with no border. Just a good glossy photo with the upper deck in the top right corner. Says the name in the top left, Phil Hyatt. Then it has, um, looks like it has... This is an inside the numbers. This is an insert card right away. It looks like it's not a base card. It's um, Peter Gammon's inside the numbers. So he talks about, he was a sports talk guy on uh, ESPN, I believe. I believe he worked for ESPN. Uh, Anyways, I think he passed away. He's on the back, Peter Gammon. So talks a little bit about Phil Hyatt and that's uh, Peter Gammon's talk about. So that's a pretty cool insert card. Oh, and another insert card right away. Look at that, top prospect. And that is a, would be a good rookie. I think his is 92, though, but I could be wrong. Manny Ramirez, one of the best right-handed hitters I've ever seen. That dude could hit. Wasn't a great outfielder, but he could hit. Top prospects. So this one says top prospects in the bottom corner. Right-hand corner there. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, that's, a, that's a pretty sweet card, but it looks like it's an insert. It's a top prospect. I guess that's not an insert. It's a part of the base set. It's a top. He's like a, I guess it's a rookie card for him. Um, have to. I'd have to look that up. Um, I know he has some 92 cards, so he might have a 92 upper deck. I'm not sure. I'd have to look. Or Curtis can tell us. Man, Manny would be a good one to do a Kurt Fax on if we haven't. Carlos Delgado, another top prospect you see in the corner. It says top prospect. Cool. It means it's a, kind of like a young guy. All right, here's a regular. And those didn't have um, borders. Sorry, I interrupted myself there. These have a border. So these are the base cards. This is Jeff Blauser. And it so shows his name at the bottom, the name of the team, and his um, position that he played there. Upper deck at the top, and they have a white border. Just a picture, and then another nice picture of him on the back. Looks like he cracked his bat on that one. Wow, look at that, cracked. And it has, looks like it has all their years of service. And a little holograph down the corner, hologram down the corner. They're holographically enhanced, so you can't um, tamper with them, I guess. Brent Main, sideways card, but it's pretty cool. Jose Leaned. Looks like those, oh, we do have two that are kind of stuck together and they're 
Two guys that aren't great, so it's no big deal, but I still don't like that when we do that. It's got a Kurt Gibson with it. Jose Lean card. Got Felix Elgato, the cat for mean. We got Paul Wagner. We have Eric Plunk. We called him Eric Kerplunk when he gave up bombs for the tribe. Monty Ferris. Jeff Gardner. We have a Storm Davis. Great name. He's a good pitcher. Benito Santiago. We've got some Benitos before. He was called Benny. They changed it back to Benito, or not sure. Might have been vice versa there. Andy Ashby. And no Derek Jeter, but that's okay. We got Blas Minor. What? B-L-A-S. Blas Minor. Sorry if I said that wrong. Blas Blas. So there's our 1993 pack. We did get a Manny Ramirez uh, top prospects card. That was pretty cool. Carlos Delgado as well, but Manny had a great career. Wow, that guy could hit. So that was our pack. Um, our winner for the cards this week, you get some of these cards and you'll get some free wax packs. Episode 107, Darren Martin. I think he had a couple comments on my on our YouTube here. And uh, thanks for the comments, Darren. Appreciate it. Your, your name got pulled. That's awesome. So um, keep tuning in. Appreciate that. Make sure everybody puts in their... Uh, or uh, likes and subscribes and all that stuff so you can get in on the drawing there. And we're going to go and uh, finish up the podcast. Thanks for watching. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Um, remember, you can contact us in the following ways. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. And our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the part of the podcast we rip open the pack from the podcast. And remember to check out our other podcast, CVs Tend to Check Out, a music podcast that comes out once a month, uh, made by Curtis and me. We are always looking to promote veterans' charities, so contact us to learn more about donating to veterans and their families. Thanks always to Curtis for researching for the Kurt Facts segment. Thanks, brother. Love you. Uh, this has been AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast. This is Aaron Vaughn thanking you for tuning in. Have fun, be safe, love one another, and always keep God first in your life. Have a good one.